Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Beyond the 92, a show dedicated to the Vanarama National League. My name is Jamal Fifield, and I'm joined by my good friend and Bournemouth teammate, Family Assembly. Join us every week where we'll be shining the light on the goings on in the National League. The goals, the results, the players, everything you can expect, but from a player's point of view. Welcome to our show. And today we have a very special guest. He's very used to getting promoted. He's been promoted to the likes of Salford, Captain Salford to League Two. He also captained Stockport to League Two most recently. For somewhat reason, he's back in the National League. I think he likes getting these rings. But um, I'd like to welcome you, the captain of Oldham Athletic, very good friend of mine and Jamal's. I'd like to welcome you, Liam Hogan. Well, thanks for joining us, folks. Um, no stranger to success at this level. Um, I think you're one of the when, when team sheets land and you see that Liam Hogan's playing, you know that it's a team that's well-drilled and a team that um, is going to be fighting for promotion. Um, so what's your thoughts on um, the league so far? What you've seen now that, you're, that you've come back from Stockport? Um, how, do you think, how do you think the league's changed? Do you think it's changed? Because personally, I think it's got um, a little bit easier on the physicality side, but um, a bit more technical when the teams are getting different shapes and where they're moving the ball. What's, what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm with you, Jam. Um, I'm, I'm probably from watching teams like Man City and the way Pep does things and just the way football sort of in, in, innovative in terms of it um, experimenting with new things. I think other coaches who go on these coaching courses or go along and visit other teams um, are trying to implement these as best as they possible can. Listen, there's no defined way of getting success, whether you you know, you're set up to be quite direct and play off the seconds and or you're trying to play through the thirds, you know, there's loads of different ways, you know, as coaches as well, we understand that when we've been in coaching um, to be able to deliver different messages. Um, and obviously, like you say, a well-drilled team, as long as everybody's on the same page, it doesn't really matter how you play. But like you you said there, I feel there's a lot more teams that are a lot more technical. 
Um, they've looked at loans, they've looked at younger lads that have been in and around academies that have had that sort of training on a daily basis um, and tried to implement it so the ball stays on the floor, the ball stays in play a lot more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've still got the contrast in, in our league um, in terms of, if you look at, um, you know, the Wrexhams and, and, and Bromleys and things like that, you still use very direct methods, whether it be long throws, a lot of set pieces, you know, that set up. But more and more now, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there. I, I I quite like how teams are now approaching the season in trying to play. They know it's risky. They know they might concede goals, but they do know that if they've got a direct message that they pass on through all their changing room, the football looks good and it cuts. It can cut teams open. It can cause teams problems. We know firsthand that Oldham Athletic last season, um, especially with like technical players that get in the tens and sort of overload areas, it's difficult to play against. Yeah. Yeah. And and speaking of Oldham Athletic, how has pre-season been for you so far, Hugs? And how are you lot gearing up towards the season? Yeah, so listen, I'm, I've been so happy this pre-season in terms of where we're at now. If you look at what was last year um, and how things were looking really glum, similar situation, what's going on at South End at the minute, which is obviously, you know, hopefully, you know, they get out of that and they can, they can get along with this season and, and, and push on. Because if you look at, you know, any club... Um, for sort of support and, and you know what can happen in a quick turnaround. Oldham's one of those. Um, obviously, we have the new owner come in, <clears throat> the consulting business um, that really sort of saved the club because it could have gone. Um, so where we are now under the new management, he's had a full pre-season with us. It's been tough. Um, there's been a lot of running. There's been a lot of old school stuff in it. You know that builds up resilience and, and sort of team bonding within your group. Um, and at 34 years old, I've still managed to get in the top group somehow. Trying to test me. Humble brag, humble brag. Hey, how are you still doing that? Where would you rank? Where would you rank this preseason in terms of toughness? Like, obviously, you've been around, you've been in the game for a very long time. Or would you say it's definitely up there? Oh yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been good. It's been tough. It's what I want. It's when you get a challenge. It's when you get a reaction. If I know I'm coming home at night and I'm shattered, and I have been shattered, then that means I've been pushed, and there's going to be an adaption from that. So I'm obviously going to get stronger, quicker, better. Yeah. Um, and, and listen, you guys are the same. You know, once you turn sort of past sort of that 30 mark, it's not a case of, you know, yeah, you've got to look after your body and sort of more adapted and more experienced and know when it cries out for a little bit more rest. But why not go and test yourself and push yourself even further? To be fair, Hogs, you've changed, because I remember our pre-season when we was at Gateshead, and Daniel Aspin, that was tough. But I'm sure I was at the front of all the runner. You was a bit, you was. I couldn't, I couldn't see you back there when, when you was a bit far behind me. So I'd like to hear yeah, that. I, I could see the back of the goalkeepers, mate. So uh, I'm just hiding. <laughs> hey, but, 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 but no, Femi's the same. Femi loves it. Femi, Femi's always at the front of the running. I'm one of the older statesmen. Yeah, I can that. imagine. Trying to keep up, I, would, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I love it. I'll say it's just got to be done. You know, There's 16, 17 year old lads out there now. Do you know what I mean? Like, we could be their dads. And and that, that leads me to my next question. Obviously, both of you guys, um, or all of us actually, in fact, we're all well into our 30s now. Um, you lot feel like you're still improving, you're still getting better, you're still adding to your game every season because you know the narrative. The narrative is, yeah, once you turn 30, it's downhill. Personally, I don't think that. It's been downhill for me. I think since I've turned 30, it's, it's got a bit better for me. But I just wanted to know what you guys think. Yeah, for me, my thoughts are, look, the whole thing ages a number. It's, it's it's sort of what's drilled into you. It's your mental resilience. It's 
how you look after yourself daily basis, not just when you're at the training ground, um, to prolong yourself in all, you know, you want to, first of all, compete. You know, you don't just get a spot in the team because, you know, you're an experienced player. Yeah, that's a massive bonus for any manager, any coaching staff. You've got inside sort of information of being out on that battlefield week in, week out against opponents that you can say, look, this guy does this, this guy does that, we need to do this. But at the same time, you've got to be able to run them yards, you've got to be able to get tight, you've got to be able to compete. So first and foremost, you have to get yourself set and ready, looking at myself and saying, look, you know, make sure I'm a focal point for my own self and then I'm a good example to anybody else that's looking. And I was talking about flooding the dressing room with professionalism, leadership, good examples. And if I'm already looking around sort of frustrated at others and, and this and that, and that's already detrimental to the, to the team. So, so for me, like I said, being able to be out there and commit and compete and be sort of the best that I can be, yeah. then the manager gets the bonus of, you know, the experience. And what we've touched on into coaching now, haven't we? So we get that side of things as well of, of looking, you know, how recruitment goes and, you know, what makes a good dressing room and, you know, how to play certain formations. And I think that's really, really interesting because what I've said going back to a couple of teams and we had it at Stockport a bit was, that was actually drilled and in the analysis meetings, you know, to see those passing lanes, to see those options when you're on the ball. And it's not like, you know, I'm telling a 34-year-old man how to play football. What it's doing is it's knowing that if I'm on the ball, you know, the other players aren't out of the game. Yeah. They've got to be doing such a thing that, that, that makes it work and it all connects. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's not like teaching an old dog new tricks. It's just getting everybody on board and and. Like I said, for me, I found that really interesting to be able to bring in and, and sort of advise some of the younger lads as well who just feel they just go out there just to just to play the games. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get, I get, I get the same to be fair. But I think the main, um, the main secret to the success in, in my career has been just knowing what I'm good at. Mm. You know, there's, I'm not someone that's going to dribble out and try and hit 35-yard dives with my right foot or anything like that. I'm going to keep my game simple as a defender. I'm going to win my headers. I'm going to keep my clearances high. Um, but again, as you said, it all starts from what you do on a day-to-day -day basis, you know. But if there is something I want to try, I'm going to practice it in the weeks leading up to a certain game or if I know a certain team trains a, um, plays a certain way, okay, that's what I've got to prepare for. So every game, every game is different these days. So it's just about in your preparation. I think that's the most important thing. But for me, it's always been knowing what I'm good at and being really good at it, really. Um, but no, I think I think that's that's one of the most important things going into the new season. Again, it's just that consistency and find that consistency. Me and Femi always say, even to the younger lads, that consistency is found in your routine. Um, Fem, what, what do you what's, what's your view on that one? Yeah, I agree with what both of you said. Obviously, we we always speak about how belief stems from confidence, confidence stems from consistency, and consistency stems from routine. Um, that that that's that's something that me and Jamal live by. But, um, yeah, I agree with what both of you said, um, with what you said, Jamal, especially what you said, Hogan, about the part of you just becoming the best player you can be. And and that just naturally falls into the manager's favour. I feel like I take that exact same approach. You know, I just try to become the best player I can become and naturally the manager will benefit from it and, and whoever the club will benefit from it as well. But that's that's all you can control at the end of the day. And we learned that along the journey we didn't know that as 21 year olds if we did it, it might have been a different story but we learned that with age you know and and yeah I agree but yeah I think I think let's just get into the um National League because I think there's a lot to talk about regarding the league as well so yeah let's let's get into it
the success of the National League has blown up, especially after last year with Wrexham um, becoming a worldwide phenomenon. Um, and he had Notts County as well. And it was, it was one of the best title races I think we've ever seen, really. Um, as you can see from some of my shirts, I've seen Blue Square, Premier, I've seen the Skrill, and now I've seen the Vamara National League. So I've seen it all. I've seen all the teams coming and going, but they're two of the best teams I've ever seen. But looking at the league... Hey, um, Jamal, Jamal, I'm actually going to do research tomorrow to check if you are the longest serving National League player. I have to do this. I actually have to do it. Like, I know we spoke about it, but I might just be the longest serving. I've, I've, done, I've done a decade and, and, and a bit, so... Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Wow. And yeah, it's I know I've got, got one promotion to show for it. One promotion, one FA trophy to show for it. So, uh, but no, nah, talk to me about um, <laughs> talk to me about the teams that have come up though. So obviously we've got Ebbsfleet, um, Oxford, Fylde, and Kiddy. Um, what do you see from those teams? What, what do you what do you expect from them? What are you expected to see? Because um, there's a lot of good teams that have come up. Yeah, so my thoughts, um, really interested and, you know, I'm really glad in terms of, you know, what they're going to bring because we know Russell Penn at Kidderminster, um, what a great lad he was in the dressing room at Gateshead and obviously we could already see that he was trying to go down that route in terms of, you know, his coaching and, and management and stuff. So the plays he's got in, um, you know, he's got Nat Percival, he's got um, Christian Pearce, solid back line so that, you know, if we're looking at teams I've talked before um, who are going to go on to do well and I've said about goal scorers and things like Mullen and Langstaff, you've got to have a solid back line. You've got to keep clean sheets, you know, because those games, and we've seen it before, where they're really tight, you've got to be able to nick them one nil as them two ones um, and keep the score down on, on one side and then you'll have a moment of magic or quality within your squad. And, um, you know, they've got a great way of playing, similar to Fylde. Um, I think another real technical team. I've been at this level, I've had previous history and done well at this level. Um, and they've obviously come up again this year now um, on the back of um, a decent sort of showing in terms of, um, yeah, they, they, they sort of pushed it at the back end of the season, but they got over the line when they needed to. So there's, there's resilience in that group. They're used to winning Kidderminster, you know, come off the back of a high. So them two from the north are particularly looked at. Players like Nick Court and Ash Hemmings at, at Kidderminster. And then what I do like about some of the, uh, the business at Fylde is that Gold and Mateo's coming um, and give them another dimension now. Um, and like I said, this league, you need to be very adaptable. Yes, you need to play through, but, you know, sometimes you might have to go over and make things spill and make things ugly. And, you know, Gold's done that at Kings Lynn. You know, he's a real difficult opponent. He's a bit of a battering ram. So, you know, that just gives them another edge, really. And, you know, I think they'll have a, I'll have a good season. I actually think both those teams will have, will have a good season. No, for sure. I agree. I agree, Hoax. I feel like all the teams that have come up, they're, they're going to be competing, if I'm being honest with you. Um, they're, they're really good squads, you know. Before Fylde went down, the, the season before that, they made the playoff playoff finals, you know. And and obviously, like you said, Nick Horton was a really good player at this level. Um, I, don't, I don't see any... I don't see why he can't do it again. You know, he's still at a very good age. Um, I feel like... Um, so yeah, I don't see any. I don't see them coming up in the league and struggling. I think that they're, they're going to do really well. And obviously down south, Ebbsfleet United, you know, they've kept most of their squad together. They've got a very good front line in um, Rankin and and Polion. Those guys definitely score a lot of goals. 
Well, they absolutely blew their league away, didn't they? You know, yeah, they, they got over hundred points, and to you know to do that is yeah, they've got they've got very good back line as well, you know. So I think I think they'll they'll come up and do well as well. So it's going to be a really competitive league league next season. And I'm looking forward to seeing Oxford as well, to be fair, because their playoff final game, they literally boost. I think you're saying Auburn's out of the park, literally with great football, um, front foot stuff. Um, and it's going to be a real test to play against those teams because, as you know, they've not really got nothing to lose. They've come up um, it's similar to Dorkin last year when they came up and they had nothing to fear. Brash manager, brash team that just went out and all out attack. And you saw they had, they pulled off some really good results. But in saying that, the teams that have come down, obviously, Hogue, you're at Oldham now, a team that uh, came down. And maybe I, I don't want to um, put words in your mouth, but I think sometimes when teams come down, they um, underestimate the league. And feel that they're just going to bounce back. We always say, "Yeah, we'll bounce. We'll only be there in a year. And we'll just bounce back." I just saw Wrexham and took them over, however many years to do it. So we've got obviously Rochdale and Hartlepool coming back down. Um, how do we feel about that? I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Hartlepool for, for us, Southway. That's a long, long slog of a trip. Them and Gateshead, but um, they're another two good teams. And obviously, they I see Hartlepool brought in um, there's a Riri to, to partner Josh Amir up top. So that's going to be a tough one. Um, Adam Clayton's gone there. Uh, um, Rochdale and he, he's a, a player with bags of experience so it seems as though the, the clubs are wising up a little bit but how do you see those two faring in the league uh, for this upcoming season? See I think because Hartlepool have been in it John Askey I think they're more probably prepared in terms of what it looks like to be down in this league um, like you said about Manny I played with Manny um, absolute handful um, probably at the time when we was at Salford won us the playoff final quite comfortably against a good file type just because of the sort of way I was talking about Gordon Mateo before about using it as um, keeping defenders occupied and you know just being horrible and getting them little knocks on defenders and just really tiring out a, a back line that other technical players can go and make passes through and crosses and um, yeah I, f- I feel for for John Askey and Hartlepool they'll be more settled once they come into it and know the surroundings I think in terms of Rochdale it'll be brand new um, got the sort of younger inexperienced manager Jim McNulty which they've gone with um, obviously I've played against Jim and he's been a, obviously a, a long serving player there um, and obviously a great guy from all accounts from what I've heard so for him it'll be about you know getting players to, to play for him and sort of it's a bit of a coup to come and bring Adam Clayton down who's got a lot of experience from higher up the leagues and working with a lot of quality um, to sort of drive that dressing room but there's, there's still other players there you know Devante Rodney um, absolutely explosive in terms of his, his his pace and, and power. So they're still going to have threats, absolutely going to have threats. And it's not one of them where they'll probably have looked and, and used the experience from Scunthorpe this year and sort of use it to say, look, that could quite possibly happen to one of us and we'll be much more prepared. Um, how Scunthorpe came into that season last season, you know, I'm not, not, not too sure. But once you get in it and you know, it's like it can just quickly drag you down because... It's Saturday, Tuesday sometimes, and 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 the the tasks are different from one game to the next. You know, you're not going to play a footballing team and a footballing team. It's real, real mixture that you come up against, and you probably have to do a lot of homework to be able to come out of them games and be competitive. Really, Hartlepool, you can see they're definitely, definitely preparing. Um, and and yeah, credit to the manager, credit to the recruitment team because they're getting in players that have that have done it at this level. That are experienced, you know. They even brought in um, Manny on a resale from Dagenham and Redbridge. Um, I think I think he's going to bring them a lot of experience at the back as well. So, 
I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they'll they'll definitely have the fire in their belly to, to, to try and bounce back. And Rochdale, like I said, and like Hoke said, they've got a young team. They might need to get to grips in the early stages, but I'm sure they're a massive club and I'm sure that once they do get to grips, that they'll, they'll, they'll be all right. They'll be all right and they'll find their way this season, you know? Yeah. It'll be a massive rivalry for uh, for Oldham, the Rochdale game and all that, because the two teams are really local. So, yeah, it, must, so it must be so competitive up there, man. When yeah. you, you yeah. lot play each other and that, like, Rochdale versus Oldham or Oldham versus Stockport, or, you know, it's, it, it's so competitive. And, and on a side note, a team from South has to win it this year because I'm tired with you guys from up north always winning it. <laughs> I'm tired. They've got, they've got it in a chokehold. They've got the league yeah. in a chokehold. You, you guys always just, always dominate this league. No, I've had enough. Yeah, you had a nice little late in Orient Sutton. Yeah, yeah, that's years ago though. Like, Stockport, Wrexham, what's going like yeah. every time. It's not as regular. It's not as frequent. It's not as frequent. Yeah. You guys, you guys seem to have it a lot, a lot. It's the national league merry-go-round, and it's the players that want to stay in those areas, isn't it? But yeah, keep producing the goods. So it's just about getting over the hump. It's just about getting over the hump, you know. Around the Christmas time, Christmas period, um, squeaky bum time around the April, mm-hmm. April fixtures, when there's the double headers around Easter. Those are the times you need to pick up them points and remain strong as a group, you know. But um, oh. about getting over that 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 hump and us us as Bond would have come so close on so many occasions. It's like, okay, what's the next step? How do we overcome that step? How do we overcome not tripping up at the first, final hurdle, you know? But but yeah, another season's upon us, and I'm thinking about the dark horses, the teams that no one sees coming. Similar to how how people saw Bond last year. Um, and maybe Bromley as well. Teams that haven't got the biggest budgets, but punch way above their weights every single season. So who do you guys see as a team that could surprise everybody this year? So obviously if you take out the playoff contenders um, and I'd probably say Eastley as well in terms of, I think they've strengthened really well. So they've been in and around it as well also. I thought Wheelston did really well last season. Um, if you think about, you know, the way that they're set up um, as a club. The football they played when we played them was excellent, both home and away, in terms of going through the first, taking risks, players comfortable on the football, um, looking like they were all on the same page. The same message was delivered throughout the whole team. And um, the manager at half-time made changes, which he could see within the game. So he could see the manager's got the ability to be able to do that. And I think... If he's got another pre-season under his belt, he's got a couple of players added on to that. That same group will have the same messages and I think they'll be really, really scripted in the way they play. And they produce some really good football and some great results. It's just a case of you know the league. You've got to have a big squad in terms of being able to get over that hump you talked about to get into the back end and the back stretch and it didn't look like they, they could have that. Yeah. And they, they did do well, to be fair, especially after they lost Brown. I thought they might tail off after we went to working, but... They still kept it up. Um, so yeah, hats off to them. I think that's a good shout. How about you, Fem? They managed to they managed to keep Omaolo as well, right? I believe so. I believe so, yeah. Uh, he, and Araki is there as well doing his thing. Yeah, they they got some really good players there. They so. had a really sharp lad on the on the right wing, little player that got in the ten, and he was a powerful. He drove, he scored the goal against us, took the ball in tight spots and really caused problems for our shape. I think it might be an Arakia. Yeah, he was good. I liked yeah. him. Yeah. I would say I really like Gateshead. 
I like the way they play football, you know. But I feel like they've still kept the crux of the squad together. So I've I got a good feeling they'll be up there. I know we've got them first game of the season, so hopefully they can pick up form after that. You know, it's like they don't see the show, right? Yeah, they might, they might put this up and say, Hey, this is what they're expecting from us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, what about yourself, John? Um, to be fair, going back to what you said about Gayson, one thing um, that I love about that club is hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Um, when me and Hoes were there, the strength and conditioning coach is now actually the assistant slash uh, manager down there. Busted. Ian Watson. So hats off to him and what they've done. Obviously, they got to the trophy final as well last year. So him and Mike Williams and what they've been able to do in a short amount of time has been nothing short of amazing, really. But for me, I'm going to go for Dorkin. Crazy club, from it looks like, from the outside. But one that's got a togetherness and a unity that I think is going to push them up the league um, this season. Um, obviously, we've all seen the interviews with their manager. Some of the funniest, some of the funniest um, interviews I've seen. Probably won't want to be a defender in his team because he's not shy of telling them, telling the world... Um, their frailties, but yeah, I really like the way they play. There, there's no fear in their team. They're confident, and even if they they concede one, they think, all right, well, we scored two. Um, and it's not always the recipe for success, but I think within their first year, they're just a team that want to entertain. I think this year they're really tying it up, um, and they've got some good players in their squad. But and then going on to players, um, what about a player to watch? Obviously, this league we've seen players get moves from this league left, right, and center a lot more recently. Um, Omar Shomigan, uh Sutton um, from Bromley. To be fair, Bromley lost quite a few players. Forrester um, and Kellen as well went to Norwich as well. So there's a, there's a lot of players that are getting a lot of moves. Um, yeah, Bromley. and um, Andrew Dallas, obviously, one strike I'm not, I'm not um, sad to see go because he was one of the quickest players we ever, we've ever had in the league. But tell me about a player that you think um, this season um, you, you, you think might do well when Someone that you, could be the next one to be getting their move. See, I'll probably go with um, I'll probably go with Ryan Colclough, the okay. lad in Chesterfield. Um, I've looked at you know what he did at Altrincham. Um, really like the way he can move from both sides of the pitch. But he really, really they get him on the ball. Chesterfield are going to get him on the ball early. A lot of times there's going to be a lot of times going to be one v one. Saw him in the playoffs up against the young lad. Um, and he, he had a difficult time in that particular game, but just the amount of times you're going to get him the ball, the amount of times he's going to be in dangerous areas and how Chesterfield control the games. His numbers are going to be up there again in terms of assists and getting on goals. And, you know, clubs higher up the league are going to be looking at statistics. Um, and if he's delivering again in his assists and his goals and some of his football and his, his technical stuff, you know, he can get away from a man and you think you've got him, you're nice and tight and, and he's gone. Do you know what I mean? He's one of those types of players. He's really wiry, bounces out tackles and yeah. looking at the numbers that he did produce from assists and goals. If you can do that sort of again from a midfield area, that's a place. You saw Ryan de Havilland move from, from Barnet in that sort of area. Right. Those types of players that can go and join him play and, and like Ben was talking about, 
the hardest thing in football, the end product goals, you know, they're worth more than anything. Um, so I could see maybe somebody having a look at him as well, even though he's not exactly on the youngest of side, but there's still, you know, a lot of time. He's probably just about reaching his peak as well. I mean, I know when that, when, when Chesterfield get going, that crowd, that ground, it can scare. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen a lot of players um, freeze in front of those fans under those lights. So, yeah, I agree, Hodes. That's, that's a good shout. What about, who's your player, fam? My player to watch, um, it's not going to be attacking. It's actually going to be defensive. Sure. It's going to be yes. a player called Nico Gordon that signed for Solihull on loan, season-long loan from from Birmingham. Mm. Um, I know, I know he's a really good player. I've done, I've done my research. I've, I've known about him since he came on the scene at Birmingham. And to be honest, it was quite a surprise that Solihull managed to managed to land him on a season-long loan. If he gets his head right, and if he gets his head down the knuckles, knuckles and cracks on, I feel like they're going to have a really good signing on their hands. So he's one that I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on. I like that one. I like that one. For me, I'm going to say um, Josh Amira. I feel as though he's always got a point to prove. Obviously, he came to Bournemouth. Didn't quite happen for him. Happened for him. Um, came out of Charlton to us. Um, but then he got his head down after a couple setbacks and went up to Hartlepool. And, um, sorry, he went down to Wildstone, actually, didn't he? Scored yeah. seven goals um, and got his move to Hartlepool when they, when they got their move. And he's, he's back in the division again. And I feel as though he'd have something to prove. He, I would be very surprised if he stays in the league before the um, transfer window shuts because what he did for them last season, him and Conor Jennings up top nearly kept them up. Just wasn't enough in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, I really love success stories of players that have really had to go down a couple of steps to, 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 to find their way and get back up. So I really believe that he's going to be a player that puts the team on his shoulders um, and tries to get them back where they want to be. And under a man like John Askey, I think he can really do that as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting season. But do you think it's interesting how many pros that have played in such a higher level, say the championship, are now dropping into the National League? Yes, there's there's money in, in the league in, in certain teams, but let's not, let's not kid ourselves. It's not Saudi Arabia money, is it? So... Why do you think there's so much more players dropping down? Is it because the league's got better? What What do you see? What do you see the reasons for that? Well, for me, I feel like the league is a lot more competitive, a lot more competitive, and a lot of these clubs in the national league, they don't just have a year plan. They have two, three, four, five year plans, and it's and it's part of being it's it's, it's wanting to be a part of a project. You know, you look at the likes of Salford that are that that, that cracked on from national league north to National League to League Two, and they're trying to go again. As you've seen, they just they make playoffs, they just miss out on playoffs, and they get ever so close. Same with Stockport; they're trying to crack on again. I wouldn't be surprised. I probably I, I would I would even expect it from the likes of Wrexham and Notts County. You know, because a lot of these owners in the National League they have long term plans, and coming down, obviously, it looks like you're taking a step down, but in the long term, it it probably benefits you in a lot in the long run. You know, so that's probably why I feel like a lot of players are coming. You obviously have seen the likes of Will Grigg, obviously that one kind of rocked, rocked. Yeah. <laughs> made a bit of noise, you know, Will Grigg. So Will Grigg's mm. face that's, that's come down. I remember watching him on TV against, scoring against my club, Man United, you know, knocking us out the FA Cup. And now, <laughs> and now he's in the National League. Because <laughs> I was in St. Yeah. with him as well. But it, it's going to be interesting watching him and seeing how he gets on down here as well. Yeah, yeah. How about you, Hugs? What's your what's your view on it? 
Yeah, I, I just think, listen, no disrespect at all to us and a standard. We've had some big clubs in this league. Um, you know, your Lincolns, you go back to those. Um, Grimsby's, um, Chesterfield now, Notts County, Wrexham, Stockport. Those types of teams, you know, older now, they're, they're getting numbers of, you know, between seven and, well, some of, some of Wrexham numbers and Notts County's numbers were ridiculous in terms of how many, you know, in attendance for supports. Training grounds, we had an unbelievable training ground at Stockport. You know, it was probably championship standard at the time. Um, you know, things like that will entice players that are going to come and work on a daily basis in those kind of surroundings. We've got an excellent facility at Oldham now, which the players that have come from other clubs have looked at and been like, well, you know, I'm at a proper club now. And that sort of being in those games and big games where the crowd is massive, the atmosphere, you know, you're still getting that at our level. Yeah. And like I've said before about, I think there's only a couple of teams now that are sort of so-called part-time in our league. So everything's full-time. There's full-time members of staff. There's analysis. There's strength and conditioning. There's there's, there's everything now that you'll probably see, you know, in the, the bottom part of EFL. And players can see that. Players, you know, they're not silly. They talk to other players at other clubs and, you know, what's going on there at yours. And I just think everybody that's come into the National League has never had a bad word to say about it and that's only sort of spun or snowballed and people are now thinking you know uh, you know, I fancy myself going to one of those clubs proving myself the the aspect of being there's one place that you can get out of and a one promotion place you know it's, yeah. it's such a big big achievement to do and I think some players feel that sort of sense of you know I've done a good job in the football league I've maybe had a couple of promotions in the football league but this challenge is bigger in terms of you know the small margins of getting out um, that they might fancy that I can see that that's what I felt like when I've ever gone up into the league and come back down I've always wanted to take on that you know I want to be the one that helps get that club out because I feel that jump from the National League into the Football League is the biggest anywhere you can do but I mean obviously maybe the Championship to the Premiership Well you've done it a couple of times Hogs you know so so yeah, he's got a blueprint. It doesn't get old. It don't get old. It just makes you more hungry. I just thought I'd be happy, but I'm not. <laughs> <One more. laughs> no, of course. And that, and Do you know what? That's 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 a perfect opportunity to talk about um, the promotion places. You know, like obviously one goes up automatically and one goes through a playoff. Like I've been lucky enough to go um, get promoted uh, via um, the playoffs with York City. Hence a little bottle here. I still kept my bottle. Uh, home and um, from, from spraying it. Drank it all. No, do you know what? It got sprayed. It got sprayed. I didn't even drink it, but that's my that's the one thing. That's my one memento um, from the game. Because I actually, someone, I misplaced. I'm not going to say someone stole I misplaced my medal. Um, a real, a real tough one for me to take, but I misplaced my medal. So I've got my bottle here that was spraying. But what There's do you guys think about? You want it. Hey? There's a spare here if you want it. <laughs> That's just my one. It's my one baby. It's my one baby. But, um, I had to say it. I had to. No, I, I, I'll take your hooves. Okay. But obviously, from a player's point of view, as we know, a lot of people say that we need one more promotion place because a lot of the teams are at the level of League Two. It's just so much harder to get out of. Um, what do you think the reasons are that they haven't? And do you think that we should? Because... I just think it's, it's honestly one of the most hardest things to achieve as a promotion. And I've, as I said, I've played this league so many years and I've only got one to my name. And 
I thought the day I won that one, I thought, oh, this is easy. I'm going to get one every single year. I, was, I think I was about 20, 21, 22 at the time. And I thought, yeah, this is going to be easy. I'll get one every single year. 10, 12 years later, yeah. I'm still waiting. So what's your, what's your view on the promotion places? Do we need one, one more? Talk to me. Obviously, there's a player at a club that's now seeking promotion again. You know, the opportunity to have an extra place. Oh, so you, you guys are going for it, yeah? Well, we're in there, man. <laughs> and I'm in there myself, so do you know what Hope I mean? I'm, I'm, Hope, if you see Hogan at a club, they're going for promotion. He's not, he's not, <laughs> he's not trying to sit I'm in a, I'm in a one-in-two ratio at a minute, and I didn't get it the first year, so <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's no, all I know you pulled your hair out last year. I know you must have been thinking you're not used to what he was going through. But I suppose if if it does happen, obviously you've got to get through us because we 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 came to your your place last year and 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 took your groceries out of your fridge and your milk out of your fridge and your eggs out of your fridge and went home down the M1. But I'm sure, this year is something that you're not going to be trying to do. Surely, sometimes they, they them moments make you stronger, don't they? You've <laughs> <laughs> got to do. Um, no, do, do no listen, and and hats off because you're there and there all the time, and we knew, do you know what I mean. We needed to be competitive against the teams like yourselves. We weren't that at the start of the season. The back end of the season, you probably saw the form had a big uptake, and we were really pushed on in the back end, and probably was frustrated that it came a bit late. If we'd have had the three places, or do you know what I mean? You know that wouldn't have helped us in that moment, but for this year, if that was the case. You know, I certainly, and I'm certainly still going to sit here and say we're going to be pushing this year. We're going to want a good season. Um, we've built well over pre-season and the club's on the up. So usually when you get off the field stuff that starts moving, the on-the-pitch stuff goes with it a little bit. We've got a big responsibility as players on that pitch to to do that. The fact that Wrexham and Notts County both went out is brilliant for everybody um, because even if I've spoke about it, we'd have been at our best last season. We'd have been nowhere near. I just don't think that anyone wanted to jump in to make the change so soon because it's quite a big change. Um, people are quite happy, you know, habitual play people, you know, just carrying on the seasons over and over again. So to be able to make that change and take another league team out of the league, whether that was something that they're thinking about teams in our league are sustainable enough to, to make the rise. But now you see the likes of stop. And you see the likes of Forest Green before that, Lincoln before that, you know, Wrexham. Wrexham are probably going to, like you say, not to kind of kick on again this year. Stockport beating finalists, um, could have kicked on Salford, you know, playoff contenders last season. So these clubs that are getting out of this league now, they're more than capable of competing and pushing for the top half of that league too. So you need to be looking at the clubs now that want to push in our league to get up are set for that journey to go in there. Um for us, there's another way of looking at it. You know, an extra place means we could lose more bigger teams at the National League, which obviously those games at Wrexham and Notts County are massive to look forward to as a player. You know that. Um, so that's a little bit of something on the other foot. But for me, it, you have to because the, the standards, you know, neck and neck now with the bottom half and the top half of our league. We've seen it in FA Cup games, you know, all that. Um, so, yeah, I think there's well enough evidence for us to be able to go forward and, and do three or three down. Yeah, I would like to just second what Hogue said. Um, definitely, I feel like there should be another space to get promoted. You look at the likes of League Two and you look at League Two and they've got three automatic for promotion. You know, in the National League, there's only one and six teams have to battle it out. 
for playoffs, which is very, very, very competitive, you know. And credit to the teams that do get out. You look at last season, credit to Notts County for getting out because to get 109 points and only make playoffs and not get promoted, if they didn't, it would have just been... It would have probably been an uproar from the, from the fans, you know, to achieve that, to do that well in, in the season and, and losing the playoffs. I feel like they deserve to go up regardless of playoffs or not. And that's why I feel like they should definitely... And they'd lost the, they'd lost the playoffs the season before that. Oh, exactly. Yeah, they did, didn't they? It would have been unthinkable. Yeah, exa- exactly. So, yeah, definitely another space. And it gives other teams an opportunity to, to, to get in the EFL as well. You know, teams that haven't haven't achieved that, teams that that want a taste of that, it gives them more of a chance to get in it. You know, so yeah, I definitely feel like there should be there should be two automatic places. Well, the, the best example for me is Luton Town. I think yeah. they just rose from National League to Premier League in nine years. So something new, something fresh. Having those teams come in the league is great. You know, we're looking at the Premiership now, looking at Luton coming in there. And probably most of us are actually going to start looking at their results and see how they get on. So, I mean, it's, it's an added interest. Yeah, I'll, the, the season that um, York City got promoted, I was there, and that's who we beat in the playoff final. So to see where they went compared to York, no disrespect, but York got um, relegated out of the National League mm-hmm. and to come back up um, again. And they've had to do it the hard way, but the, to see the um, the difference in the two teams, it's, it's frightening. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy what this, this league can do and the players that have come out of it in recent years. Um, and, and saying that and talking about the players for this show especially Beyond the 92 is, I feel this story is for us to give back to the next generation of players that are coming up next um, so how I see it is there are going to be a lot of young players that are watching um, this show looking for the little gems and, and the little nuggets of information that we can pass on to them so my question to you two is both players that have tasted league football, both players that have played over 200, 300 league games in their careers. So play young players that are trying to make it, um, maybe a little gem for them that they can that they can take into to tomorrow, just something that can help them along their journey um, in trying to, so quote-unquote, make it. I just think you've got to just show what the manager needs, what your value is. You have to get out there and show your strengths. If you're pacey, if you're strong... Try and get yourself in them areas where you're showing your attributes. You need to gain trust in a manager to be able to play those games, to be able to get those stats, the numbers in that get you the moves. Somebody that you can rely on. Keep focusing. And I said it before, you have to just focus on you. Don't worry about the results. You've just got to do you. Um, don't worry about who's moving where or who's moving quicker than you. Go where you need to go at your own pace. You know, and you know, what was I doing at 19? I hadn't actually played one game of professional football I was part time I was working there's different routes to get where you need to go there's no set route and it's about like I said getting trust getting out on the pitch whether you're in training whether you're at a level that you don't think you should be at concentrate at that level because the minutes in that level is going to take you to the next one don't start looking forward and I just think just try and be present and be in the moment in that time don't worry about you know gossip and things like that. that. That's probably one of the one things I've seen that's really held back a few. Love that. How about you, Fem? What's your, what's, your, what's your word of advice for the youngsters? I would say what we spoke about earlier in terms of controlling the, control, controlling the controllables, I feel like you cannot control people's opinions. You can't control 
who the manager likes, you know, what you can control is your personal development. You can control how good you want to become, you know, and I feel like if a lot more players focus on just becoming the best player they can be, I feel like a lot more doors will open for them. Another thing that I've seen in recent years, and this is one's a little bit more, a little bit more technical. I feel like there's so many good players out there, so many good players, but in terms of building the manager's trust, uh, in what I've seen in the most recent year, it's not what you do on the ball, it's what you do off the ball. And I feel like a lot more players, young and up and coming, young up and coming players. If you guys are watching this, when you, when you, when you go into a club, when you get given opportunity, you're given opportunity because you're a good player. How you earn the manager's trust is you out of position. Are you going to track your man? Are you going to press? Are you going to run around? You know, are you going to tackle? And I feel like that's very important. I feel like that's something that young players really need to get because that will that will that could change everything for you. No, I love that. I love that. I think for me, um, I, 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 I stressed the point earlier is about knowing your game, um, mm. understanding who you are as a player. Similar to what Hope said, getting yourself in positions to to showcase your talent. But the main thing that that I I can only talk from my own experiences and and it's that consistency and that work rate, putting in the extra yards, putting in the extra effort after training, before training. Um, everything has to be dedicated to your craft, whether it's your eating habits, your sleeping habits, um, drinking, you know. And if anything um, is a detriment or if it isn't geared towards helping you become a better player, especially in those formative years, then it's probably not the best idea to be doing it. Now, that's not me saying don't have fun, enjoy your life, but understand there's a time and a place and to, to really schedule in when you're getting your work. Um, so that's my that's my two cents. Yeah, no, I just echo. Sorry, mate. I was just going to echo you, Jam, on that. And just, you know, you can train for five months of the season as a support player behind the scenes. Somebody goes down and injured in five minutes. You have to be able to snatch them moments. And it won't be what you do in that, that game, that moment that you come on. It'll have been what you prepped beforehand that will yeah. get you for that game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it'll be stuff that you'll have done that you're putting the ideas you're talking about, the bits in the gym, taking on board the analysis, you know, that when you just get that flash in the pan moment and you show up, that's when you gain that kind of trust. Do you know what I mean? When you're just being able to take the moments. I agree with you. I agree with you. And I've actually been in that position and I can talk from first-hand experience that, that, that exactly what you said, Hogs, is what you have to do, you know? But um, yeah, like I said, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. Thank you for for joining us on on the first episode. And please do not be a stranger, hoax. You know, yeah, we'll yeah. have even more and 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 just chop it up with you. You know, you you're a guy with great knowledge and you're well well well, well experienced in this league. You know, so yeah, please feel free whenever you're available. Just give us a shout. And we'd love to have you on. I'll be back, mate, unless you take me milk home again. And I'm not coming on again. <laughs> I can't wait to play against you. I can't wait. To, I, I always look forward to that picture of it playing against you. I'm the back stick's not ready, mate. The back stick's not ready. <laughs> the back stick is where the war starts. As well. <laughs> but, but, no, but honestly, listen, um, this is obviously our first episode. The next one is going to be coming on Sunday. It's going to be week one where we talk about the games um, of, the, of the first week, reactions, the goals. And we're going to have so much more to talk about. Join us every single Sunday. Um, and we're going to bring the action from the National League. And this is Beyond the 92.
Welcome to our show. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.